Welcome to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar. And I'm your other co-host, A.K. Kamara. Oh, welcome to A.K. Kamara. <laughs> How you doing, man? Well, you know, I can't complain. I said every morning that I wake up black, you know, it's a good day. <laughs> every day that I wake up, regardless, I guess, of, of my, uh, my, my skin tonality. No, no, no. Every day I wake up black, <laughs> it's a good day. I said it how I said it. Did you do anything this weekend, man? It was beautiful outside. People were out there grilling. You could, you know, smell all of the the pellets, the charcoal. Are, are you more of like pellets? a gas grill guy? Or are you no. a Traeger grill guy? What are you? Boy, I use a grill. With charcoal? charcoal. And you put some wood in there and you get your nice wooded taste in there. See, I'm going to tell you something about my ribs, though, boy. My ribs are so good and so tender, you can leave your teeth at home. No, they are good because oh, I forgot you're right. Your, your That's son's true. graduation That's right. party. That's right. You have yeah, seen. man. It's uh, it's been good. I honestly, for me, you know, my wife and I were going through some some big changes in our life, and it's been a little bit hectic, you know. And, and hopefully, it will be less hectic a little bit down here oh, that, down the road. It will. Uh, but it's it was a beautiful weekend. God is good. If you're watching this stream, do us a favor, hit the like button. Hit that share button for sure, because if you don't share, no one's going to know that you're watching. This is true. Also, if you think that we do a great job, if you like the content that we put out there, please make sure to visit our link tree. If you go to our link tree, it's going to connect you with all of our socials. I will direct you to take a look at my TikTok, both my personal page, AK Kamara, and the Black Republican, Black Democrat page. We post content there. It also will connect you to our Patreon, because if you support what we do, if you're like, you know what, I like their messaging, I like the idea that they have both sides having these conversations even when they get heated, you can hit the Patreon and every dollar that you actually subscribe to donating to us goes 100% to produce a show. Another thing that we did. you This show gets heated? Never. No. No, no. none of the shows ever. We never, never. you know, raise not. our voice or talk over each other or anything like of course that. Not. No. We also have a P.O. box. So if, if you have been thinking to yourself, you know what, I like what you guys do, but you don't support Patreon, I want you guys to make sure to hit our P.O. Box. It's P.O. Box 432, Forest Lake, Minnesota, 55025. Again, P.O. Box again. 432, Forest Lake, Minnesota, 55025. And send us uh, things that you think we would like or things that you think are cool. He means some money. Money is great. Yeah. Money is great. Because, don't be again, sticking no, 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 no sense of money. Yeah, don't don't do anything weird. Brother, can you but, spare a dime? But you know, if if you have a product that you think you would like us to try out on the show, hey, we're we're open to that too. If you want to pay. Brother, can you spare a dime? <laughs> so man, um It is it, crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Look, I, I just got two things that yeah. has been burning on me. And tomorrow this you'll see my TikTok as well. Uh, I'm all browned out in, in, in commemoration of uh, President Obama when he wore the brown suit and Republicans uh, got pissed off. Like he was the only man to wear a brown suit. Okay, okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, the, the, the contentious uh, uh, hearings today, you know, Supreme Court hearings are usually always contentious. So I won't sit here and uh, pretend to be an act all brand new. Uh, but I think uh, it has really become disgusting. It has really become disgusting. You're a pariah in your party now if you agree with the other side. I mean, this lady, Judge Katanji Jackson, is a sitting federal judge. She's been, not, she's been uh, confirmed twice by people the likes of the Republicans today that decided to disrespect her with some of the questions that they asked her. It, you know it irks me that not only did they disrespect this woman, but they disrespected this black woman. 
takes me back to when the first black uh, person was nominated back in 63, when two Democratic senators, uh, uh, Judge, uh, excuse me, uh, Senator Eastwood, James Eastwood and uh, Senator McClenahan from uh, Mississippi, uh, both segregationists, decided to attack or the, question, the line of questioning was uh, on crime, like today, um, which Cotton, some of the people asked her on crime. It pisses me off because the assertion that black Democrats or black folks in period are soft on crime plucks my nerves. Because I think that it is purposely misconstrued that Democrats, especially black folks, because maybe black folks are always involved, are soft on crime. Is I don't know what neighborhoods that you live in, especially when crime is going up. And, bro, uh, I know plenty of Democrats that are serious and hard on crime and want, um, don't want repeat offenders. You know, uh, excuse me. <laughs> you know, that's how pissed. Repeat offenders, right? We don't want that. But I cannot stand the assertion that black Democrats are soft on crime. So I'm going to take you back to, to what you first said about these congressional hearings. Uh, do you not remember a gentleman that is currently on the Supreme Court? Yeah, they tried to get even about Kavanaugh. They tried to get even with the, some of the Kavanaugh. They called court. this man a rapist. They said that he was running basically rape trains. And so what I'm seeing today and what I've seen the last three days is mild in comparison. I, I think, here's the thing. I think it's fair to bring up her record and her judicial belief system of how she wants to rule on things. Now, here's what we both know, is that it's not a change in the court's makeup, right? It, it, it's basically one person that believe that you should interpret however you feel about the Constitution to another person that's going to feel you can interpret however you feel about the Constitution. Nothing's changing in the court. So a lot of this is just kind of these niceties. They're going to confirm it. In my opinion, that's what's going to happen. But I, I still she think that Republicans have to go through the idea and the motions. Now, I think that that Judge Jackson has had to answer some tough questions about her rulings on certain things. And when it comes to being soft on crime, I will push back 100% and say that there is a new mantra that is firmly living in the House of the Democrats that says that crime is not because people do bad things. It's because people are part of bad situations. And so, you know, when we had... Uh, different law enforcement professionals, people that are going to be county attorneys, state's attorneys, they've talked about wanting to reshape how crime looks. And so I think it's a, it's a fair comparison to ask how does she feel about these issues because there's been times in her judicial rulings in which she's kind of laid out these breadcrumbs for what she thinks. But I think we're it's mild, man. I, I, like, I, I understand that you got to write a story, uh, but for like, you know, I think today on Twitter, GOP racist is well. Okay, I, 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 because that's how black the black community feels. Stop disrespecting this black woman. Uh, it yes, it is absolutely within the lines to discuss her record. I mean, what else? That's what they're hearing this for. Yeah, yeah, but to make it to make it disrespectful to call her a liar. Uh, again, if you guys were pissed off about Kavanaugh. And I'm not saying it was right, but however, this lady didn't get uh, drunk off beer as he said he likes to do. I drink beer because I like to and have, uh, you know, sexually assault uh, his uh, uh, roommate, allegedly, kind of credibly. But credibly, no, absolutely. Well, uncredible. I'm not going to say that. Well, yeah. Uncredible. But uh, 
she she's not been involved in any of that. So I think again, bro, that tip for tat is what I'm saying is childish and immature. I agree. You need to say above the fray. The question, the line of questioning by Lindsey Graham should be ashamed of himself. Bro, you twice voted for. I don't even know who likes Lindsey Graham, to be honest. I mean, no because one. The thing that he John says, McCain did. Like, yeah, but that's the thing. The party is, has shifted, I think, the Republican Party. They're earning brownie points for Trump. In, that's in, what I'm asking this question. In a good direction. But Lindsey Graham, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where this man, like him and, and Romney and McConnell... <laughs> I, I, Romney I is a, is still a breath of fresh air in your no, party, you no. know, and he is the guy, the, the sensible guy, because I know you guys don't like sensibility anymore. You know, you guys don't like blacks, gays, or sensibility anymore. And so, uh, yeah, to have a guy like that, you know, poor is either. Poor folks either. Or, or poor. Poor folks. Poor. Yeah, you don't like the poles either, <laughs> you know, or the blacks. Um, you know, it's time to have, you know, just keeping a guy like that in the, in the party is what you need, you know. And, and listen, especially, you know, speaking of Romney, again, he, I agree with him. When he talks about how we are not uh, preparing um, the right way, I think, um, engaging and helping uh, Ukraine and, and, and war. Do you want a third world war? I Listen, don't. No one wants it. However, we know the way Putin thinks. Putin would not, next thing you know, won't just stop with them. Okay. Next thing you know, there'll be some type of cyber attack here in America or um, when he gets the land that he wants or the, anything that he wants, he'll go further. You know, we know that he has a missile that can, has the capability of reach. I think it's uh, New York or uh, New York or Florida, one of those off the coast there. Right. Uh, listen, I think, yes, we help arm them. Yes. And if he thinks it's, we don't, listen, we got to stop caring about what Putin thinks. Let's arm the Ukrainians the right way so they can fight off. Because right now, they're fighting back, and he's, they're surprising the hell out of Putin. So if we give them the right artillery that they need, bro, they can probably shut down even faster. Because Well, I won't say fast because it's going to be long and drawn out. But it'll help them, and it'll keep us out of the war. We need to arm them, and if, it, and if he declares war on us, so but we the Russian did Listen, too in Rocky. And send, what happened we're, to him? We're sending the money. What happened to we're, that Russian? We're, we're given what we're happened given to certain, that Russian? Certain weapons, whatever. But I think that we need to be very clear that we do not get into a war that we don't. No fly zone. Do we we don't want that. What do we? Yeah, we don't need no, the no fly no, zone, right? No. We. I just think that it's important that however we deal with Russia, that we better be very very careful because I'm telling you. Right now, NATO is showing that they don't want a World War III, but there are still enough people that – I'm not going to go tinfoil hat conspiracy, but war is really good at consolidating power because then all industry starts to pull together. <clears throat> when you think about America before World War II, the reason that we pushed so far ahead economically is because of the war effort. It really did pull everything together, allowed us to consolidate power. I just anybody that talks about it with Ukraine, I mean, I feel for the people. I, I I support their the people that are there that are fighting, the people that are there that that won't give up their land, that won't allow Russia to dominate them. More power to you. I think there's ways that America can help, but we have to be very careful about what we do because that's not a war that I think America should be involved in at all because it's Ukraine. Like let's be very honest. What does Ukraine offer to us? And that's the way that I look at. It. I know They're from the humanitarian NATO. aspect. They're part of NATO. And, it, and it's funny because I used to be I used to be pretty war hawkish, man. Oh, I did back back in the day. Ooh, I was I was super Jack war Kemp? hawkish. And I just I I think because we with Iraq and Afghanistan for so long, it's like you know what we got to take care of America, man. You get war weary. I stand with Ukraine until they start bombing. You know what's crazy? The other day I saw a car driving around, 
and it had a gigantic Ukraine decal on its back window and a little tiny American flag. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, maybe he's Ukrainian. <laughs> no. You, you don't know. Did you put it alongside nah, of the like, hey, Minnesota license What are plate. you? A Ukrainian or, or an American? What are you? <laughs> just tell me what you are. There's no room for that here in America. It's just weird, man. What did you do that? No, I mean, okay I was, then. I, was I don't know if they're retaining. I was behind, but stop, yeah. stop. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna say this too, and and and, and I mean this. Uh, I look forward because she is going to be confirmed. Uh, uh, I just want us to get rid of the fact that I'm sorry. I left your point off too. Democrats are not soft on crime. I think one of the, I think. What gets twisted again, purposefully by your party, is the fact that we say, look, which has been proven that there have laws in the books that treat black, brown, and white folks differently by the crime that they commit. And so we know that. So, we're, so a lot of uh, Democrats say, hey, let's change the laws or not even enforce those laws because we know that they're inherently racist. That's what you need to do. And the job of uh, attorney general is to enforce laws, right? Absolutely. You think so? I, I mean, if we had a very strong attorney general, oh, I think there'd be a lot more laws that were being enforced. You call my dude. Not. So what are, you, what are you saying about my guy? I'm saying he's very weak. Why do Republicans always call Democrats weak when you guys think that we're soft on crime? Because we understand how the laws have been misused crime, and interpreted. No, he is please. soft on crime. But one last thing, too. Prayers up for Justice Clarence Thomas. He was hospitalized, they said, last week on Friday, and uh, hopefully he heals up and gets back in action. Well, no. Otherwise, he should do what Ruth, what Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have did. No. Okay. Should retire before they die and so that uh, President, no, no, President he Biden— No, no, retire. Yeah, he should retire you know before he they, dies so President Biden do, can pick somebody. They do everything they can to keep him alive until Dude. November because Republicans are going to take the House and the Senate. Oh, yeah, right. And then we'll be able to, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Retire before you die. Clarence is going to live to be 100, man. Re I hope not, he's please. A, he's a lion. No, dude, him. before you die, retire, okay? Don't do the RBG thing, okay? She pissed me off Yeah, with please that. don't do that. No, don't—you know you're dying, and then you just— Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I get it. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay, you got me off my square. <laughs> but, but not being soft on crime is something serious. And tonight's guest is something that we need to talk to about crime about that because our cities and our state and our city has incurred a crime wave that has that the that the city or the state has ever seen, mm -hmm. ever seen. Minneapolis is. Uh, along the shores of having over 200 murders the last two years, or since uh, George Floyd died, right? And uh, the number before he died was about 13 murders. 13 murders to date, to that date. And then since, we've had over 200 murders. Tonight's guest is running for Attorney General here in the state of Minnesota. Tonight we welcome to the show Dennis Smith. Welcome to the show, homie. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Want to flip the microphone there? Hey, you got it. All right. Yeah. Welcome, man. Uh, you know, listen, I always like to talk about the meat that's on the bone right off the bat, you know. And, uh, you know, we were talking about crime. But, you know, um, that's something that that's a job that attorney general is going to deal with. Right. Especially when right now, again, we're in a crime, a crime explosion. But I guess before we do that, we should, you know, explain, exchange some pleasantries. And so you should introduce yourself and tell us who you are. OK, that sounds great. Thanks for having me here tonight. Absolutely. Our pleasure. So. I'm Dennis Smith. I grew up in White Bear Lake. My father was a milkman, and he raised me as a single father. And uh, do you guys remember the milkman? 
I'm, well, I'm too young for the milkman. And, and some kids do too. <laughs> There's some kids remember the milkman too. <laughs> okay, it's a family show though. So oh oh. But I was the little guy in the father in my father's milk truck. If I wasn't in school, I was on the milk route helping him, and I'd run the milk up to the door, put it in between the door. Sometimes in the little milk boxes that were decorated with such care and love. Um, sometimes, uh, more often than not, in the customers' homes, in the refrigerator, we had keys. He had keys to over 500 of his, of his customers' homes, over 500. I mean, imagine in today's world a service person having keys to 500 homes. Oh, yeah. hell no. Right, nope. see, yeah, so that, that's where I first learned how to build trust with people. And later on in my youth, I got involved in the bicycle motocross sport, BMX. Mm. Wasn't so widely known in Minnesota back then. Now it's on the Olympics on TV a lot, but I was good. I was ranked in the world top 10 twice. I won two national championships. Really? It's where I learned how to develop my competitive edge. Okay. I went to college in Fargo, North Dakota State University. Go Bison. Go Bison. Yeah, we had a pretty good football year. Go by what? Go Bison. Oh. I, I don't know what the Bison is. Some, I don't know, something. Yeah, we just, we, we, just, we just talk the talk. Yeah, we just say it. Yeah. We don't... Um, uh, we don't we don't need to show the horns, but we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I went to law school at William Mitchell College of Law at night. I worked my way through law school. After I graduated and got my license, I started my own practice in Maple Grove. For over 22 years, I've been helping families and individuals and businesses plan for the future, helping them in their moments of crisis. The only advertising I've ever done for my law firm is in the back of my church bulletin. I've got that upper left-hand square. Well, we know a show that you could advertise on if you need. You know. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you know, if you could give me a list, that would, I, that know, would be maybe. great. I think, I think we can work that out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. After, after the show. Yeah, we'll, for sure. We'll for sure. About Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've I've two great kids. They're on the back of the card that I gave you guys, uh, Lillian and Buck, and uh, we're a hockey family. Uh, learned how to skate before I learned how to walk. My father would say that if he was here tonight, and I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a good Minnesotan thing to say. But I I did play my whole life, and I still play hockey now. I coached my kids for 16 years, um, and I was involved in the association. I was uh, president of the Osseo Maple Grove Hockey Association, which. It's rough business. These suburban hockey associations. Oh, those some mean white folks. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. There's <laughs> some mean white folks, boy. They 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 they're very passionate about yeah. their hockey. Yeah. You putting it politely. Yeah. Because you used to be the president. I say them some roguish, mean white folks. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, one yeah, it it, it was legitimately rough stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> but I governed with such fairness and transparency that they reelected me president, something very rare in the hockey world. And that was a good training for me. Someone joked on the board that it was more difficult to be the association president than to be a legislator in St. Paul making laws for us to live under. Mm. In November of 2014, I got to experience that. I was very fortunate. I won my first race. I became a member of the Minnesota House of Representatives. And when I was what district? District 34B, Maple okay. Grove and Osseo. Okay. And when I was there, I fought like heck for, for what I believe in. Um, and I was a bridge builder. And I brought groups together, passed a record amount of legislation, difficult issues. Um, and I did that by bringing people together and trying to bring our entire state. And, um, and you know, our problems that we're faced with today, they're not intractable. There are solutions, but we've been running as Republicans and sometimes Democrats too have been running the wrong type of candidate, running the wrong type of campaign. Mm -hmm. And what's been going on? 
Yeah, and uh-huh. what's, what's been going on in our state? We talked about it a little bit in the intro with crime at an you know at an all time high. You know, remember in 1995, AK, you may not remember it was you the, you were the little tyke then. I was I would have been 11, and I did not live in Minneapolis. Okay, or so you definitely don't. Remember. I was in North but, Dakota. Yeah, yeah, but um, Time Magazine put Minneapolis on the cover, and uh, remember what it was? It was Murderapolis. Yeah, and we passed that last year. Yeah, as you, as you noted in yeah. the intro. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be that way. We're at a position where we've lost trust with our institutions, with our government, our judicial system. So that brings in, me to in my, part with each other. So that brings me to my next few questions. Uh, okay, then, because you're absolutely right. I think that no doubt about it, me and AK talk about that all the time, especially when we talk about uh, the COVID. Uh, 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 what are up things? What are they called? Uh, the mandates? Man, the no, the vaccines. Thank yeah. you. Vaccinations. We were talking about how mistrust of government is why black and brown folks and poor folks are so high on the uh not uh, t- yes yeah. uh why is it then why are you running if folks have lost trust in those institutions wh- why are you running i'm uniquely qualified to rebuild that trust through the attorney general's office every chapter of my life has prepared me to be the attorney general and to fix minnesota and get us back on track and we need it i've been traveling the state i've been in 79 counties since my campaign lost, uh, launched last June. June 4th, we started our campaign. I've been in 79 counties, going everywhere in the state, talking to Republicans, to independents, to Democrats, talking to people that haven't voted before. The message is the same. No one is happy about the direction of our state. Even if you don't live in Minneapolis, people know about Minneapolis, and they don't want to come to Minneapolis anymore. And, and that's a problem. We can't let our star city become a ghost town, become the Detroit of Min- of Minnesota. I don't want that to happen. You don't either, do you? No, I, do. I think we're, <laughs> I think we're a long ways from being Detroit. But I don't know. I, I, think, I, I, like, I, think, I think we're a lot closer than, I, than people realize. I don't think so. I like, but I love how Republicans that are running for office scare us. But, so then let me ask you a question then. Okay, that's a tough job then. So you're saying that you say that you talk to folks that are saying that the state is going in the wrong direction. How do you change the trajectory of that? I mean, because again, let's let's again let's talk about the meat that's on the bone. We're talking about high crime in black and brown areas. Let's just call it what it is. How do you change it? I, I, I you don't have Republicans don't have a relationship with black folks. There's no state. There's no state offices. There's no offices nowhere south, north with black or brown folks. How do you change that trajectory then? So we need to change the tone and the tenor of the conversation. We need to actually listen to people, which is what I've a proven track record of doing in the legislature. Listen to people about what they're concerned about and then bring solutions that are actually going to accomplish that. It's, it's something that is possible to do and Minneapolis has failed on it. I urge, when I'm in Minneapolis, and I'm in Minneapolis a lot, okay. I urge the citizens of Minneapolis to think, just think about voting for a Republican, particularly me, this Republican, because I'm a different kind of Republican. Sound like it. If you look at my campaign, you know it's a different type of campaign. I'm a different kind of person. I have no problem standing up to people in my party or in the opposite party or if you don't even have a party. That's what we need to bring people together and to change how things are going. What what we've done in the past hasn't worked. I mean, we have to at least agree to that. How long has Minneapolis been in Democrat control? I don't know. Since probably like the 30s. What? No, but you are better looking than Doug Warlow, and you got a better, de- uh, better. demeanor. You know, so, so I, that makes one, a difference. One of our one of our um, 
And one of the people watching our show, Rachel Williams, who watches all the time, huge fan of the show, always uh, is able to, to jump in and provide good conversation. She asked, when we talk about, you know, being soft on crime, Keith Ellison threw a restaurant owner in jail for opening one week during the shutdown. I guess I wanted to ask one, as attorney general, um, you know, do you do you see what the current attorney general is doing? Is there anything that you want to contrast to say, like, you would not do these types of actions? And I think, I, I can't remember, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember her name, but um, the woman, I believe, is now out of jail. She was down in Rochester. She opened up, like, it was like a bar, a coffee bar, tea type of place, and Ellison went after her hard. Mm, um, right. And so, Was she breaking the law? She was breaking. Oh, okay. She was. She was breaking. This, saying you can't be open. Oh, okay. But she here's the crazy part about the story uh -huh. is that she wasn't even letting people come in. She was letting people do online orders, uh -huh. and uh, someone came by, and it's the heavy hand of the state. So again, it. what would your contrast be? Yep, it would be an equal application of the law. That's something that has not been happening. There's case upon case upon case of people of coming from a particular group that the current attorney general does not like. That wait, 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 when you say group, be specific now. What group? Well, such as if you have a conservative thought mm -hmm. or if you're a Republican, mm -hmm. there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that I've received that the attorney general went after them during the COVID times of restriction. And were they open though? I mean, let's, let's call the spade a spade. Were they had people, did they have people in their establishment when they weren't supposed to? The other question is, did Democrats, People that were more on the left side, did they? And, and is that what you're saying? You're right. that and the answer is they were open too. Additionally, why was the big box, why did Keith Ellison let the big box retailers open during COVID, yet the small main street um, uh, stores needed to be closed? Why is that fair? Why is that right? It's not. And, and so this is the thing. Uh, as a distinction for you, you know, you win, you're attorney general. What are some things that you would want to make sure is happening. I know you said applying the law equally, but can you talk about any specifics of things that, again, current practices under an Ellison attorney general's office versus what it would be under a Smith attorney general office? Yeah. I won't politicize the office. Um, I won't be grabbing cases because it'll get me some headlines. <laughs> wait, I'm not, I'm wait, not wait, Dennis. Wait, wait, wait. Let's be fair. You think that he grabbed the cases that happened since these public cases that happened. You think he grabbed them? I do. Isn't it? Excuse me, though. Isn't it his job as attorney general to make sure that those cases are fairly prosecuted and prosecuted, period? So as attorney general, you're attorney general right now. Those two cases happen. George Floyd. You don't prosecute those that uh, you don't prosecute those. Cops? If the attorney. Oh, absolutely. We prosecute. Okay. But but if so the, what did he how did he grab and try to make headlines out of it? Because if the county attorney says. I need assistance. My office needs assistance to the attorney general's office. Yeah. Then you provide that assistance. Sometimes it's um, it's in research. Sometimes it's in expertise. Sometimes it's taking over the entire case. Completely appropriate in that case. Wasn't he asked to though? Um, in with George Floyd, he was. Okay. There's some dispute about about the other ones, and and that and that's where this. Are you taking on the case because it's of political gain? Um, what's the county attorney trying to do? And you can't be taking cases away from the county attorney. But both times he was asked to, he was asked to. So what's wrong with that? As a, Attorney General uh, Freeman or whomever comes to you and says, "Listen, uh, I, I want to step back. I, you do it. You're going to say no? Absolutely not. I will do it then. However, with the second case yeah. that you're referring to, yeah, 
if you look at the fact pattern, I don't think it's as clear cut as Dante Wright. Yeah, it, I don't think it's as clear cut as it should have been. There was, um, there there was not uh, they were not dealing with that in a straightforward uh, fashion. Let's come back to that. Got a question. Let's come back to that. Correa is asking what can be done from an attorney general office about low bail, no bail policies, and I think this is kind of this this broader question all across the country. You have a lot of county attorneys, uh, district attorneys that are coming out saying, you know, cashless bail and things like that. As attorney general, what kind of power do you have or what opinion do you have on it? Well, yeah, we need to stop that. We see the repeat in crime is from us was from a small group of people. And it's the low bail, no bail where it's coming from. Just today in the headlines, there was someone that's out um, every uh, every couple of days. They're committing a crime. It's we don't have more criminals in Minnesota. We've gone soft on certain types of crime. That's why we have an increase in crime. There aren't any more criminals in Minnesota. I don't I don't believe that. I'm different from my party in that context. Here's the thing I've always said. If you actually dig into the numbers, if you had to take a guess, and I want you to try and take a guess, what percentage of Minneapolis residents commit crime? What percentage do you think are, you know, people that are point zero zero nine percent? So I've looked at the numbers and it's about two point five percent. Okay, of the entire population of Minneapolis are the ones committing all the crime. Now, certain cities, it's less than that. Okay, other cities, but I think that's an interesting point that I hardly ever hear people talk about. And I think when you say that, the idea is, you know, and I'm going to play the other side because I always want to Please know don't. all the side. I'm not going to play it. I'm just going to say the argument that comes from the progressive left is that having bail is disproportionately affecting poor people. It does. Right? But what you what, can't admit but, to that. But oh, here's the thing: that might be true in some cases. Might? But like you just said, I don't care if you're poor or not. If you're committing crime, we need to make sure that you don't just to get out and Absolutely. go back out and commit crime. Absolutely. Right? But again, what do you look, Dennis? You guy that likes numbers, right? And facts. Okay, you you have a point. But when you look at the facts, you look at the numbers. We had uh, Mary on too. She laid it out for you. She worked there in those offices. It is dis- disproportionately uh, based on the color of their skin. More black and brown folks are held at higher rates of bail than their white counterparts. Come on now. So we can't admit that? And How do we change that? Yeah, we need to have our judicial system be colorblind. That's something that I know that we've been striving for in our country far too long. Since Jesus was a small boy. And we're just, we're one generation away from, from segregation. Now, what, and, what, and, what? and we need to work harder on that. And, and as attorney general, I'm uniquely qualified to help solve that. So I what, what could you do, though, um, from your perspective? Because as a conservative, I think that having a, a, a blind justice system is important. So when I hear these stories, right, the left likes to say, and, and even Jamar in this case, that, you know, that our institutions aren't colorblind. They are not. Right? And that if are you not. are a black person walks in, I reject that, okay? Now, I'm not going to say that there's not aspects that that can happen, but I, I don't like to give someone the ground and seed and say, well, this must be happening because that means that the institution. So what's your feeling or your thought on the institution itself? When you say that we want it to be colorblind, does that mean that you think there are instances where that doesn't happen? Or are you saying that it's a rare thing and you want to tighten it up more? I'm just curious what your general position is. Yeah, I think it happens more than what we all want to uh, uh, believe, what Mm -hmm. we all want to see. 
And, and that needs to change. We need, there's multiple, we, we got into this crime problem in Minneapolis and in Minnesota with a variety of factors, but low bail and no bail is a part of it. Also, our judges sometimes are too soft on crime. And they, um, you know, we saw this with, um, with the recent uh, headline with a police off, former police officer that was sentenced. A lot of people were not, um, you know, were not satisfied with that length of time. Oh, great example. Right? Seriously. Yes. Yeah. And so. She's soft on crime. Yeah. And, and so we need to have judges that represent us. And our judges are elected. They're elected. We and, forget that. Yeah. And in Hennepin County, in the last cycle, there was 43 judges, if I recall correctly, on the ballot. Guess how many were challenged? Zero. Uh, four, uh, two. Zero. 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 So how can we have our judicial system be a part of the solution when no one is keeping them in check? Competition and exchange of ideas, like in this great show and all the other shows I'm on and in conversations throughout our state, we're exchanging ideas. We're making our state better. But when people aren't challenged and one rule of thought rules the day, like how the Democrats have ruled Minneapolis for decades and decades and decades, we end up with bad policies. You, you. <laughs> I love, I love when Republicans say that. Look, we're, we, we talked about what's your relationship with black folks? Republicans have none. They don't, again, um, it's, it's very minute. Um, and I don't think they care to have one until September of an election year. So I'm sure this September they'll be rolling out the, the red carpet for the, the blacks, as they say. Um, well, you know, it's what Trump calls us. Uh, what's your relationship with, with the black community? Um, and I think it's good. You got... Uh, so when I ask that, I'm, I want you to be specific. Um, I, I always say that I don't see these faces, especially Republicans, you know. Um, wh- whom and where, wh- you know, who do you associate with? When you, if you go to North Minneapolis right now, South Minneapolis, who can you call on to say, you know, bring me to North Minneapolis? I'm with such and such. And this person could take you around and has uh, some street cred or some community cred. Yep. So uh, Reverend Tim Christopher. Oh, well, so it's hard to talk about my friend Tim. <laughs> he's, he's a big fan Damn. of my, he's a big fan of my campaign Damn it! he thinks that I have the right message for Minnesota don't get Tim in trouble he's a democrat now don't get him <laughs> but this, this, is, this, is, this is where though that this campaign transcends names and boundaries and political affiliations because we're representing all of Minnesota so listen honestly I do think that I, just hearing you I do hear the difference uh, and you do sound like a, a breath of fresh air than seriously Wardlow I, you won't say but I will the dude's like a stick he's like a stiff and he doesn't want to break out of the mode that he's in I do like the things that you say because you do seem like someone that would work with both parties because it, it has about be getting things done but back to my question who do you have a relationship we say Tim are there any black folks on your staff? Yes. There are. Yep. What you, position? Yep. A Laverne Turner. Oh. He's he's on your staff? Yes. He he's the only Negro on your staff? The only Negro. Is he the only Negro on your staff? <laughs> he's the only black person on your staff? I mean, how big is your staff? I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, you have okay. So, so all right. Yeah, so um no is the answer. And okay. I'm trying to think about how many uh our staff's been growing a lot recently. Um uh, hashtag Team Smith is what uh what we call ourselves. Word, word. I'm going to guess and say um I don't have an exact number. Um, because I don't look at people by the color of their skin, um, but I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess and say ten. Well, but uh, black folks on your staff? Mm-hmm. No, elect this guy. Uh, n- no, but it, there, there does need to be concerted effort. I always say that there needs to be concerted effort by white candidates to make sure if they're asking black and brown people for their votes that they have someone that represents and looks like them 
on their staff, a concerted effort, not pandering, but a concerted effort to find someone qualified, not just a black face, but someone qualified to help you um, uh, right. get those votes. And, and I'll, I will always preface, I completely disagree with that he entire does. belief. My belief is you find people that you think are going to be good for what you want to do. If you end up having 10 black staff because you found 10 qualified people and they happen to be black, I'm cool with that. I do understand that there's, um, you know, from my perspective, I understand that there's some gamesmanship that goes on whenever you're seeking a public office. But I I personally, uh, you know, just like (laughs) when Joe Biden came out and said, I'm going to have a black Supreme Court justice. I, I said, I, 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 I don't he, want that. I, he, I would rather you say, I'm going to pick the best person. That's he, did do this job. he did so, tell you that. He did tell you that. He did say that. You can't do both, man. Wait a minute. You can't, she isn't, you can't she isn't a off, smart, qualified you can't black cut woman? cut off every other aspect and then say Why you're can't finding I? the best. Excuse me. So we can, so we can, it's okay to go find the most qualified white dudes that they've been doing. But it's not okay to say that. Listen, Listen if, my preference is a black anybody, woman. If any Republican really? said, I'm only going to hire the most qualified white dude. No, they don't say it. They just do it. Everybody would say, get out of here. I don't need, my dad always said, F what they say, watch what they do. Now, would you? what's wrong with that? Well, our country, for far too long, we've been doing what, what we're talking about here. And we, we're, we're, in, we're a country of opportunity. And we need to be making sure we have the people that are most qualified, but also we need to make sure everybody's included. And that's where I think our party has done a poor job. The and poorest how, job. Absolutely. And, and, we're, and, we're, and we're changing that. And we are, where? We, are, we are leading that effort um, in many regards. You may be, but not the rest of your party. Well, look around the park, man. Oh, I'm looking. I don't, I don't know the last time that you I think I'm a about Republican. Like Lacey Johnson is no, don't no, no, listen. I'm, I'm, they run. They real. run Lacey Johnson you're, like he's a rag if, doll, if and he loses constantly all the time. Year, I'm sorry. You will see more people. Yeah, that right. are Non-white than oh. ever before. Because I'll be at. Yeah. I was at. A, I was at my BPOU convention okay. where we endorsed Patty Anderson. Um, don't be plugging her. Yeah, no. I mean, I. She's awesome. She's legit. And we also re endorsed Karen Housley. And there's a new guy who's not in my district. The lady that ran, the lady that I personally spoke to and said, why are you running all those white folks in your commercial? She says, we got some black people. Yeah, the cameraman. I love Karen Housley. But but my my, my point is, is that I think that you are correct, that we are moving in that aspect. But I I don't, I I think it's important. Again, we'll go over these statistics all the time about how many, how many people uh, that are black or not white they voted for Trump in 2020. Yeah, I know. And I, the I historic number of people all across this country. And I love it, your it's fake about numbers. keeping that momentum. Here's what I will say, though, is that when we talk about attorney general, I think there's a couple of things that I want to hit and, and kind of get your philosophy on. So rewind the hands of time. Your attorney general, COVID hits. Where do you stand in regards to action that you think when a, a governor – has an executive order that oversteps you believe their power, would you hold Tim Walls in, in this case, um, you know, hold his feet to the fire? Yes. Okay. In fact, two ways. Number one, the attorney general is part of the executive committee, small group of constitutional offices that have the governors um, that talk with the governor and help shape policy during the times like we saw during COVID. So you're part of a small group to try to push for change. And all we have in that group is Democrats. We need some diversity of thought. We're talking about diversity on this show in a variety of different ways. 
How about some diversity in that room? Right now, we don't have any. They're all singing the same song. When you have people that don't think differently, you get bad policies. And I'll admit that on both sides of the fence. We have divided government in our state. We have a long history of it. Our congressional uh, people, um, four from one side, four from the other. Our House of Representatives, Minnesota House, very close to even split, goes back and forth every two years, every four years. The Senate, while it was on a little bit of a run for, yeah, with for the a Democrats, while, yeah, for Democrats a while. had that for a while. Yeah, recently it's been flipping back and forth. And our constitutional offices, we used to have a while back when Republicans ran different campaigns and different types of candidates. Doesn't that go back to your party running inept candidates? You said that. You said it earlier. You're not running good candidates. That was the last statewide Republican that. One, I, you took the words right out of my mouth, and that goes back to uh, Carnahan and and the guys, the people that are chosen as chair people. Though it absolutely does. So, so, so let me ask you this question then. So then, what's wrong with the current AG? I mean, you said the state is going in the wrong trajectory. You've talked to many folks that said that. What's wrong with the current guy? I don't think he cares about Minnesota. Really? Yeah. Look, look at what. Are you grabbing with... headlines, or how do you? Why do you mean? No, he I'm just having a conversation. No, no, I'm with being you. serious. How yeah. do you, you? That's pretty strong to say that you don't think he cares about Minnesotans. I look at the actions that he's done. How okay. he let Minneapolis burn. He let and, Minneapolis burn. Well, sure, he's the attorney general. Where was he on those nights? He was in hiding. I mean, we've 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 talked about this for ever since that night happened. Both him and the governor were not around. There was plea after plea after plea for them to show up, to go out with the community, be out there, preach calm, try to tell people, go out there and say, everybody, go home. Let's work this out. Did, did you see what happened with the mayor when he did do that? Yes. What happened? Yeah. He got there's, booed. There's, they walked to his house. They almost assaulted the guy. They assaulted plenty of police officers. So you would have been out. You'd have been out there with with that volatile situation. You'd have went out there. Yes, on the street. Okay. I think. Yeah, you, that's that, the price of leadership. If okay. you want to lead, you lead in the front. Oh, you don't I, lead from a bunker. I like that you say that because <laughs> I think that's that's an aspect that people. You know, th- that's not a partisan issue. You're saying, hey. Where were these leaders? I don't care what political party you are. Right. You're leading this. Why aren't you out there? I've never heard anybody. Where were, they, where were, where were Republicans? I, I, oh, they weren't in office. I'm sorry. We're not in office. That's the excuse. Yeah. We weren't in office. Uh, we can't do anything. Another another question I have in regards to, again, you know, role as the attorney general. There was a question asking about the Minneapolis Police Department. You know, is are there things that the attorney general's office could do in regards to the – I guess allegations that Minneapolis MPD has not been doing things above board. I know that there's been some some federal stuff that have came in, but you know how do you deal with trying to to wrangle I guess um, community concern for law enforcement? Yeah, and I share that concern for the Minneapolis Police Department. You look at their numbers, and it's embarrassing. And it's insulting to all police officers for the numbers coming out of the Minneapolis Police Department. St. Paul somewhat, but Minneapolis, that it's unacceptable. And we should not allow that to happen. There needs to be incredible reform in that police department. Now, let me be clear. Unlike the current attorney general, I think there should be a police department. I think we need one. And the citizens of Minneapolis voted on that issue and they settled that. But we need to have reform. And as attorney general, you have an incredible megaphone and you have the ability to bring people together and to try to bring in some common sense and to change that tone and tenor that I spoke about earlier. Dennis, did you ever box? 
No, but you but, keep jabbing away. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you just, I'm I love hockey, it though. I'm a hockey player. Okay. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. That's right. You, okay. Yeah. okay. And a BMX racer. Too. So, so then if there's, if there's something wrong with Keith, which, okay. If there's something wrong with Keith, why should black folks, why should the people in Minnesota, but why should black and brown folks choose you over a guy that they know they have a relationship with? He's done things for. I mean, you guys may think that he hasn't done things for his constituents, but there are plenty of people. I mean, I'm sitting here right now with a gash in my head from the Minneapolis police. And the only reason why they quit harassing me is because I went and got Keith Ellison as my attorney. I don't know if I've ever said this, but I'm sure I have, what, a thousand times. But that's the only reason why the MPD quit harassing me is because, you know, he had never lost a case against the MPD. So they quit harassing me because he was my attorney of record. So why do black folks choose you? They have a relationship with this guy. Why do we choose you? This this is what I say to every citizen in Minnesota. I want, I'm talking black folks, though. I, I hear you about every folks. Yeah. I'm talking specifically to the black community. Why should we choose you over you, Keith? If you're happy with what's happening in Minneapolis right now, if you like the crime rate, if you like the direction of the city, the ghost town, the movie town, as people call it, as you go into Minneapolis in the middle of the day for lunch hour, then vote for Keith Ellison to be attorney general again. If you want a different direction of our city, a different direction for our state, then think about this next election differently. Think about electing someone who grew up in Minnesota, who wants to represent and is capable of representing all of Minnesota, greater Minnesota, the suburbs and the cities will actually listen and solve problems in an unbiased, unpolitical fashion. I'm, I'm not looking to pad my resume. My resume is just fine the way it is. I'm not in this position to try to do something else. I'm not coming from 20 years in Congress trying to run over everyone. No, I'm here to try to make the state better. So Don Ackerman, uh, again, another person that uh, watches every week religiously, just wanted to kind of give you props. Letting the cities burn was one of the lowest moments in Minnesota history. What would you say was a great question? You know, one one other thing that I wanted to, to ask you about, I'm a huge Second Amendment guy, right? I Every day I, I say this anyway. you packing? So I'm packing every day. <laughs> I, when I go home, I, I pack. I, I always am exercising my Second Amendment right. As Attorney General, are you concerned that if we did have, you know, kind of this, this staggered government, about protecting the Second Amendment. Um, you know, personally, me, there's been this trend. There's now 23 states that have adopted some form of constitutional carry. I would love for Minnesota to have constitutional carry, and I'm just curious, what is your position on that? So when I was in the legislature from 2014 to 2019, um, we take a variety of votes, and I had a 100% voting record with Minnesota Gun Owner Caucus, the organization that tracks gun you know, gun issues. 100% voting record with them. So I stand 100% with the Second Amendment. So Which someone I, just asked. Rob Doerr is one of the, yeah, I, I'll just finish saying yeah, that yeah. too, because Rob Doerr is a buddy of mine. He's, uh, I, 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 I got mad respect for the fact that they, some gun organization spoke up um, in defense of uh, what happened, especially the new knock ones. One of the great yeah. questions. And I loved it that because like when they, when, um, when Philando died, I thought that the uh, hey, what what's the name of the other rifle association? NRA, NRA should have spoken up uh, out about a guy who was legally carrying and didn't have to tell a police officer uh, that he was, but he did. NRA doesn't have teeth, man. Well, they, they especially now anymore. They're like you know, They're, like a little baby. They have like their very they have their niche, and I'm not saying they don't do a good job. I think they what do. What the hell do they do? As an entity. 
that is always saying like we need to have strong second oh, amendment okay. but when it actually comes like state to state no I, like they they're the cowards how do you feel as an ag we had our, our current ag speaking express his opinion express his feelings on no knock warrants uh, as, as as ak just said rewind your current attorney general the Amir Lock case happens. What do you do? In regard to the no-knock question no knock itself? Yes, sir. So my overall position on no-knocks is that they're used too often. It has not been fully vetted as You're going to get ostracized out of your party. You know that, right? Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of that. I've stood up to my party countless times. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to and, No, and, and that's where we need a little bit more common sense in, in all the parties. But in regard to St. Paul police... They didn't. They said no. They said have it be a knock warrant, mm-hmm. and Minneapolis changed it. Mm-hmm. There needs to be more discussion about what happened in, in regard to that, and it is needed. I do not want to take that tool away from the police departments. I think they need it. There are cases where it's absolutely critical, but it's being overused, and we need to do a better job using technology and other police tools that save more lives in the pursuit of attaining those that have committed crimes. No, so do I'm, you I'm prosecute gonna, those gonna, cops? I'm sorry, AK. Yeah, do you prosecute ahead. those cops then if you think it's used too often, which I, we fully agree on that. And in this case, well, we'll see that when, once things play out. But from these eyes, I, I see the, the, the pure negligence on those officers' part. Do you prosecute them? Yeah, my honest answer, and I'm incapable of lying, is that I don't know enough about the specific facts I of that to give that. a determination about whether someone that. should be charged and taking someone's life in, in that, that particular case. Well, I'm sorry, well, I got one. You know, yeah, I got yeah, one. Yeah. Was that was what happened to George Floyd? Was that murder to you? Yes. Oh, I love this guy. You and this question, man. I love so, this guy. So uh, when when you talk about the role again of Attorney General, when we talk about no knock warrants, here here's my position. Um, I think that there's other tools that law enforcement can use. And for me, I think back to Benjamin Franklin, I believe was the one that coined the term that said he would rather 100 guilty men go free than one innocent man, you know, go to jail. That's how I look at the no knock warrants, because, again, I understand that as a tool, law enforcement uses. We've had two law enforcement um one is currently an officer that's seeking sheriff and another one is the executive director of the MPPOA and they've both said the same thing that it's used too much it should be used much more sparingly but i still take the position that the way that it is used i think two one more person that dies to me that's the line so i just i think it's important that, that Maybe I'm too libertarian on this issue. Mm, okay. No, you sound like a Democrat. Um, no, not a Democrat. You sound like a Democrat. Lib- libertarian. libertarian. Oh, excuse me. Because I believe that an angry Republican. the right of that person to exist and, and be alive, especially when they've gone through the process, right, and they have a permit to carry and all of these different things, that's what to me. So like a hold-in breach, you know, people have talked about some of these different techniques that are used. But the idea of, you know, law enforcement saying, okay, we got a real bad dude. He's in this place. A judge signs off on it. Uh, an officer, sign, you know, a you know, chief or whomever, the sheriff signs off. Everybody signs off on it, and the same thing happens, and an innocent person dies. Let's remember those to judges me, too, like but, you were but saying. But that's my point, though. Let's that, remember those judges that, that sign that's off. Where I come they down don't to even before. read. They just in the middle because they got called at one o'clock in the morning. They just sign it out of their sleep. Yeah. Let's remember those judges too, because yeah. that's negligence on their damn part. Um, there, there was a uh, man. Time always goes so fast when we're on, <laughs> man. We're, we're, 
our show's almost done, man. So, 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 um, will it be important to you though? Again, back me getting back to the community that I love more importantly. Will it be important to you um, to? Bringing people to your administration that don't have all these degrees and have some lived life experience. I've asked every politician that, and I will not shame, uh, ashamedly say that Governor Wall sat across from me and lied to my damn face. I asked him the same thing. He said, absolutely, I'm going to be the first to do that. We will not bring in, I've, I've thought of that right before you said that, and we're going to bring in people that don't have all these degrees. Because I think that it's important. Everyone, everyone that has some lived experience doesn't have a degree, or, and some of them do make it a concerted effort. Will you bring regular people in your administration? Yes. And here's the other thing. So another uh, minority group in Minnesota, and I won't give you the whole story okay. because we're short on time. But they uh, If it's juicy, we got time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll extend the show. I like it. I like it. They asked Keith Ellison if they would have someone from their community um, on his staff. And you know what he told them? He, told what do you no. think? he said, yes, we oh. will. And has he? No. No, he mm. hasn't. And they said, why should we trust you? So when- were you, was it a non-black organization? Yes. That asked him to put one of their people. Can you divulge what um, nationality community group they're from? <laughs> what, what 20 questions over there. You know, I'm trying to get it. Like- I, there's been more than one. Mm. And, and my point is that the current administration, attorney general included, has disappointed a lot of segments of Minnesota. That won't happen with Dennis Smith. So personally, I'm, for me, I Keith Ellison is a guy that loves power. That's that's how that's always been my observation. Whether he was uh, was he a state senator, or state rep, and then he was was he a city council before that, and then he was, he was a, a congressman, a congress, state right? Rep. So like to me, that's that's the story of Keith Ellison that he loves power, and I think that's one of the reasons that I think term limits are a good thing. And when you just keep on moving on to like different, but it's just like this power thing. Um, Dennis, where can people find your campaign? Do you have any events coming up soon that people could show up to? Or is there anything that you're doing that you want people to be able to connect with you? Yep. So we have uh, DennisSmith.org is my website. DennisSmith.org. We're on all the social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok, some other fun ones. Wait, you're on TikTok? We're on TikTok. Okay, well, you yeah. know what? Because we will cut clips from the show and we put it on TikTok. Yeah. We get on average like 15,000 views oh, for, the, for the good clips. Yeah. And then we can interact because, again, uh, you know, those of you that are watching. I'm looking at. AK Kamara is my TikTok handle. What's your TikTok handle? See, uh, Dennis Smith MN. All right. But here's the thing is that we, this, this, that's another example how this campaign is doing things differently. Yeah. We're sending out t shirts. We have the best t shirts in politics, by the Why way. Why didn't you bring any? Well, I've got them out in the car. Yeah, I didn't know what size you were, so I've got them out in the car. But the, that's after the show here. I figured you didn't want to have it on for the show. And then you send in a photo, and we put them out on social media, and it's fun. People are sending us photos from all the different trips they've had or just in their own backyard. But we're running a campaign in a different way, and it's resonating with Minnesota. We're connecting with all different groups. We had, if I have time for one short story. Absolutely. We held a fundraiser in a Democrat neighborhood in Minneapolis. I was the only person on the sheet. Republican Dennis Smith um, running for attorney general. Come hear him talk. Only Democrats came. Half the people that came that night, you know what they told me? They said, Dennis, I've never, and at the dot, 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 when the window went up in my head, and I've never voted for a Republican. And I'm thinking, is they, are they going to say last cycle in the last five years, the last 10 years? They said, ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, they never voted for a Republican. That night, 
two thirds of them wrote checks to our campaign. Mm. They all voted for Keith Ellison last time. None of them are voting for him this time. I don't believe them. Look, if, if it's if if <laughs> don't believe them. No, don't believe white Democrats. <laughs> don't believe them. How do you know they were white? Yeah, they are. I know they were white. Yeah, they were white. They were white. They don't believe those white. <laughs> that Democrats. is not true. That is not true. Do you have any events coming up that you want anybody to know about? Um, yes, yeah, so the um, I'm going to send you to the website uh, because we have a bunch of events coming up, and I don't want to get the the dates or the sure. locations wrong. But we have a lot of events coming up, and and where's the website? Uh, DennisSmith.org, okay. and it's a fun campaign. We're doing things differently. Reach out to the campaign and get involved. Learn more about us. Follow us on all the social media platforms because we're doing things differently. We're making a difference in Minnesota. Help us change the future of the state. I like this. I see you got your son. He's got you both got the same look. Quaff. I mean, I mean, quaff. Yeah. Hair, quaff. I mean, your that hair doesn't blow much, does it? No, that well, hair doesn't you blow. Know, much. You know, it doesn't. Dude, you got all your know. hair. You got you got the Superman hair. Yeah, you, you yeah, got like Super, the Clark Clint. Dude, you, know, you Clark are Clint, the yeah. you are the ideal Republican <laughs> candidate. Okay, I'm gonna take that as a compliment. It is a compliment because <laughs> Doug Warlow gets nothing. Okay, Doug it sounds like you got a personal. <laughs> he looks like he looks like a GI Joe action figure. No, he doesn't have the answers. Thank you so much for being on the show, Dennis. We really appreciate you coming on. The lines, Dan. Everybody that's watching. Please, again, visit our link tree. It's going to get you connected to all of our socials. You'll be able to connect with us. Again, I'm going to push the TikTok because TikTok is where it's at. We uh, are making a lot of impact. Like in the last 60 days between my TikTok page, our Black Republican, Black Democrat TikTok page, we have had almost a million views. We have had over 50,000 comments so that's a great way to be able to connect with us. Again, you'll be able to become a contributor to the show by hitting that Patreon link. You'll be able to do anywhere from $300 a month all the way down to $10 a month. So please, if Don't you give like what we do, if you like the fact that we have these conversations, Democrat, Republican, progressive, conservative, ideology, libertarian, then please consider donating to the podcast 100% of your contribution goes to the production of the show. None of it goes into my pocket, Jamar's pocket. It goes 100% to produce Pay the these show. these folks running, working these cameras and the, and the guy back there working everything else. You know, if we ever change the show, we could change it to Blackfire. Blackfire? Well, you know, they had Crossfire. I was like, Crossfire, you know, Blackfire. Blackfire. <laughs> and also, make sure you guys hit our P.O. Box if, you know, Patreon is not the thing that you like to do. What's Again, that's P.O. Box 432 Forest Lake, Minnesota 55025. And you can either put it to A.K. Kamara or Black Republican, Black Democrat. All of that works. But wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. The mere ideal of anybody beating some of these incumbent machine Democrats right now, I almost think of this. Man, Jenga's going to kill that boy. <laughs> <laughs> you just I'm love Jamar. that boy. I'm A.K. Kamara. See y'all next week. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>